0: You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to Pod Mavericks After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. You're joining us on Sunday, November 19th. It's just before 930 and the Dallas Mavericks just lost to the Kings 129-113. to Josh, how you doing?
2: Uh, I'm doing okay. I think this is going to be... I'm trying to fi- like figure out the energy level for this show because it was a pretty bad loss and I'm kind of trying to gauge the fan base's reaction and I don't know, this was a... I don't know. It was a weird game. I think there's ways you can do glass half full, glass half empty, depending on how you want to lean. But but yeah, I guess let's
1: get into it then. I'm still kind of processing it. I mean, my first response is that the Mavericks size issues just continue to exist. And on top of that, when you pair their lack of size without a single person who can stop someone who can dribble in a straight line... And you just run into these compounding problems. Um, There's some like unbelievable excuse making going on in social media right now, which I want to circle back to. But I think like at their core, the Mavericks, unless they're playing a extremely efficient offensive game, there's about eight teams in the league that should beat them most nights. Eight to ten is kind of where I think. And you know the Kings shot the ball really well, uh, but the Mavericks also couldn't rebound, didn't defend. I mean, what was this? What, do you have do you have any like the kind of some of the baseline stats for the games in terms of like the team stuff on hand?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, the Kings were 17 of 40 from three. Um, they scored 58 points in the paint. Um, those are they had 48. They had 14 offensive rebounds um so yeah pick your (laughs) point pick your poison um i thought it was yeah go ahead
1: well and and it's like on top of that it's like there's this element of and shout out to espn for somehow becoming so buggy that their site now like auto forwards to mccaffrey uh whenever you just like leave a page up often enough it is it is just the most garbage website um The where I, you know, Luca and Kyrie are going to come out and play basketball night in and night out. They're either going to have good offensive games and bad offensive games. And the way you survive a bad or less than efficient offensive game from Luca and Kyrie is by other players on the team stepping up. And the way that you buoy a good offensive game, you know, offensive game from either of those players is the same basic principle. And what we've seen two nights in a row, and you you know the box score reflects this, frankly, is the the past two games the Dallas Mavericks, the rest of the team, outside of Tim Hardaway last night, the rest of the team has been kind of b. I mean, it, Derek Jones Jr. and and Josh Green essentially form one position for me, uh, where between those guys' minutes, you're basically getting 48 minutes of the two of them, and between those two guys tonight, you had uh, 17 points. You had six rebounds and five assists. Not terrible, not terrible, but not good enough. Not for that much volume. And you know, on offense, like like they're gonna they they need a little bit more to overcome the fact that these guys just can't defend anyone. And it's you know, Luca played a pretty subpar game. Just being perfectly candid, all of his shots were short. The man can either hit free throws or hit hit short jumpers. There's never both in the same game. Um and you know Kyrie was eight of seventeen not inefficient by any stretch but he just he had a few you know times forays in the lane where he gets broadsided and just nothing happens and so it's like all these things were kind of a recipe for another Mavs win on the on the second night of a back to back where they needed to have more energy and they just didn't
2: yeah your point about like you know needing other guys to step up when your stars don't necessarily have it I understand that and the box score doesn't look great but they didn't get a ton of I mean well this might be part of it you know they didn't get a ton of shots like Kyrie and Luca shot a lot tonight oh they're possessed Um, like
1: they had no second chance points they had not I mean very you know I guess they did have 11 to have 11 offensive rebounds and I think they only had like three at one point in the game they only had three second chance points I'm trying to see what they have right now See if they even have that. Yeah,
2: Lively got a lot of offensive rebounds, but he wasn't in position for for a putback.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he he always had to
2: pass it out. Right. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I feel like I'm not necessarily dismayed at anything about the offense tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, this game to me is is 100 a reflection of their defensive ineptitude. right um, okay. I like. I understand. You know, it's not great that your three starters outside of Luca and Kyrie combined for, you know, what was it, 13, uh, what, 19 points, basically. Um, like, that's not great, but also, you know, they combined to shoot 50% from, from the floor, so they, they kind of did did what they could with the shots they were given. The problem for me is that seemingly no one on this roster can can guard a chair or a traffic cone. Like, it's just, it's gone beyond scheme, at this point, like people might want to be like, well, what, what can they do schematically to make things better? And it's like, if you're, if at a basic level, if the majority of your roster cannot stop a one-on-one live dribble, there's not a lot of scheme you can do to cover up that kind of weakness. And we saw it repeatedly and we saw it every, like it was everyone. And of course, Mm -hmm. second night of a back-to-back, they've kind of had a pretty rough travel schedule. So yeah, they were probably tired tonight but i mean the defense is it's been looking like this almost this is not
1: new Yeah, it's the same
2: and and i mean you know luca and kyrie are the obvious ones to point to because you know they're just not great defenders although luca has shown some spurts of being better but the thing that's really you know you don't really expect those guys to be great defenders like Mm. the offensive burden they carry like Derek Lively, Grant Williams, Derek Jones Jr., Josh Green, Dante, like those are the guys that need to be guarding on this team and I saw repeatedly guys blowing by Grant Williams, scoring through Derek Lively, he's a rookie, I understand, blowing past Josh Green, uh, blowing past Derek Jones Jr., and and again, not even like in pick and rolls, like simply just like guys catching the ball and just dribbling past uh, their defender and that just leads to, I mean, you just, you can't do anything because, you know, it led to early on, it was a barrage in the paint. They scored 58 points in the paint. And honestly, it felt like that this was going to be like a 70 point night in the point uh, points in the paint night for the Kings with the way it was looking in the first half. But the thing was, is the Mavericks were like, okay, we got to wall off the paint, but we're still giving up these uncontested line drives to the rim. So what happens is they rotated, but now they're giving up open threes. The Kings shot 40 uh, 40 three-pointers. That's a lot. Um, Me and you, Kirk, we talked to really really smart basketball people that are smarter than us, and one of the things is like three-point percentage defense is is pretty variable um, and and, and involves some luck. But what's not luck is how many threes you allow. And the Mavericks (laughs) allowed a lot of three-pointers because their defense was such a sieve, uh, at the at the rim that they just had to rotate i mean it was pick your poison if, if the kings didn't shoot 17 of 40 from three uh they would have had 80 points in the paint tonight like i mean it was it was simply that uh it was simply that bad and, and when your defense is that bad you're once again asking your offense to pitch a perfect game and they were kind of game for it for 60% of this game. Mm-hmm. And then naturally they kind of cooled off for a little bit and it was over because the defense stayed just as bad as it was from opening tip to, to the final buzzer. So that that to me is the story of the game is the defense. The offense doesn't really it's not even really registering for me, for me yeah. Uh, tonight.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I say the reason I bring up the offense yeah, is because I sort of I've sort of accepted that the defense isn't going to get any better. Um, I've been reading I hopped in here early and was reading a lot of the commentary in in our in our chats and and please guys continue having these conversations. I like reading them. Um I enjoy kind of hearing what you guys think. But when it comes down to for me is that the Mavericks have needed a better roster for years. This is the better roster. That's that's the thing. This is better than it was last year. Dorian couldn't defend anybody either like like Dorian is not a point of, point of attack defender. He just isn't. Because remember how often Damian Lillard would light him on fire and the Mavericks just repeatedly put him on? Reggie Bullock was about the best Dallas has had for a while, and they wore all the tread off his tires during the 21-22 season. Um, Point of attack defense is not easy. It's extremely hard. Um, And I've got a number of people that want me to address kids post-game. I've not read it yet to be quite honest i, I had to, to finish up some things all i i tend to try not to, to pay attention to post game just because it it fires me up and it's all bs anyways you know i i think what what i'm guessing is that kid probably gave some comments which removed all responsibility from himself and said well what can you do um that that would you know, because that's what he does. Like, it's it's the, the Jason kid. Uh, well, it's like, uh, you know, who, who's who's coaching here? I don't know. It's it's very – maybe I'm wrong. We'll I see.
2: I mean, one quote I see from – I haven't seen a lot of the quotes, but it, it's been less that and more that he's just kind of frustrated with the defense, which he kind of expressed last season too. The only one I've seen so far is from Tim McMahon posting. uh kid said, right now our best defense is our offense. If we're not scoring 130, it's hard to win. Right, which, right.
1: He's right. <laughs> He's right. That's and that's and the the question kind of becomes and our 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 staff you Matthew, our staffer Matthew Phillips posed this right before um Josh and I hopped on where he said you know what is the guiding defensive principle of the Mavericks um when they had Chris Stapps for Porzingis they played a lot of drop coverage because Kristaps could not guard at the perimeter but was also seven two so you get to bigger you yeah. get your big hands in the air, you assume, you know, because again, KP's actually back to that form now that his knees finally better and he's not having to, he's basically a fourth, fourth man, uh fourth on the totem pole on offense. So he's able to really focus. Um, I don't know I don't know what their their defensive principles really are because they are so bad at basic. It's, it's, and it's been this way since 2016, like this isn't new. That's why I don't really know how to talk about it sometimes because it's, it's one of these things where it's like, everybody gets beat first off the dribble. It's hard to play perimeter defense in the NBA. Cause you cannot hand check, you cannot body bump. And a lot of these guys get, get just attacked off their angles over and over and over again. Um, it was really, so it's like, I, I don't, I don't feel like hard, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who loves to beat a dead horse and I don't really know how to harp on it in a way that that would feel constructive because a lot of what they're doing is funneling stuff to lively and lively has been about as like way better than I possibly could have ever expected as a rookie. And so all that feels fine. And then, you know, met with Maxi Kleber hurt. It's very, he, he plays a a bit of an outsized role considering how not good he is um, for what the Mavericks need but he's not playing, so you go to Dwight Powell or you go to Rashawn Holmes, and neither one of those guys are particularly good.
2: Yeah, there's a weird... I'm getting, like, people were really mad about Dwight Powell in this game, and I get it. He had some really bad defensive possessions. He also Stonis. had some really bad
1: offensive possessions. Like, that he was getting the slip at the... end. Yeah, he had two um, turnovers. And it's just, just like, good. what are you... Like, Bub, what are you but, doing?
2: But also, like... <laughs> I'm arguing with people right now on Twitter about this. He played 13 minutes.
1: Right, um, 13 minutes isn't what lost them the game. No, like, and
2: and Powell's never been a great defender. Like, if you're looking to, like, if you, I mean, if you want to assign blame, it's a team issue. Like, the defense is is seriously just, like, everyone on the team holds some responsibility for how bad the defense is. But, like, Grant Williams, Derek Jones Jr., Josh Green, those guys are supposed to be – good defenders and when those guys are getting burnt off the dribble i don't know what you can do because yeah. you already you already aren't going to get incredible defense possession to possession from Kyrie to luka because those guys have to prop up your entire offense Derek lively's a rookie um tim hardaway jr is your microwave score off the bit like if if you're de- if, if the players you're paying to be defenders aren't defending I don't know why people are getting so mad at the players that they aren't paying to be good defenders. <laughs> like like it just seems a little backwards to me. And and again, he's barely he's he's averaging like the second lowest minutes since 2016, pal. So like the way he's become like the mascot for for everything that's wrong with the team. And look, I get it. Like his defensive lowlights are like when it's bad it's really bad. Like Sabonis mm-hmm. is like scoring through him like tissue paper. I get it. But also he played 13 minutes. There were 30 or whatever so minutes uh, that were also played in this game that were also played with really bad defense. So um, yeah. that part's been been bugging me a little bit. But I also know I'm, I'm more of a Dwight Powell defender. Than yeah, but it's
1: most. like tw- like if you're arguing like if you're arguing about the backup center, then you've lost the thread <laughs> because everybody <laughs> like that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Like I just, right. I don't even feel like like deigning it with much of a conversation because it's an excuse in the sense of everyone is frustrated at two straight losses to better teams. And normally I'm right there on the front line sort of kicking and screaming, but I don't know. I mean, where I am currently frustrated and, and actually, you know what, I'll, I'll explain where I'm currently frustrated here in just a second. So guys, it's uh, 15 minutes into the show. If you could do me a favor and like the stream. If you could consider subscribing to our show, we are slowly but surely rolling along, picking up steam. If you could also, you know, when the show's over, leave a comment on the actual video. Um, I I really like seeing those the next day, particularly from people who can't catch these live, but something about comments actually boosts visibility. So that'd be really helpful to Josh and I, Uh, for those of you who are listening on the audio stream, if you could go leave us a, a review. Um, I would really appreciate that five stars, one star even, but a review would be, would be delightful. Um, and as always, if you are interested in contacting us, we do have the email pod podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, we'll have a slower week this week. So maybe, um, I don't know, maybe Josh and I'll hop on in a couple of days, probably not, but maybe we'll hop on in a couple of days. And, uh, after the, the mood has settled and talk a little Mavericks basketball, you never know. Okay, so the, the where I am currently frustrated is like the NBA is 82 games long. You get the schedule X number of days in advance. Uh, you know what's happening and who you're playing when. I hate, hate the excuse making from the schedule from people online. You play who's in front of you. Frankly, the Mavericks have had a, has, have, have had a baby shit soft schedule. And so that they've played more road games that they played a lot on the road and they come back and then they leave again. Boo fucking who are there are 29 other teams that also play on the road and at home. What the fuck are we doing? That is such nonsense. Yeah,
2: it's it doesn't one really of the matter
1: who put that out into the universe. It's just that's loser talk. Shut up.
2: <laughs> now you're fired up. I like yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's annoying. I just don't. Anytime you talk about stuff that's not on the court, yeah. I just don't want to. Like, I'm not trying to say it's not a factor. It's just I don't want to talk about it because, you know, that's not. I don't know. It's not fun. To, well, it's you, just you, it's part you, of it. You, we can just hit record and say, "Hey, it was a schedule loss." Talk to y'all. I, like, I, I, I hate yeah. that. <laughs> like, like, like
1: there,
2: there's nothing to talk about then if that's what if that's what we want to.
1: I mean, what leave. I think is really cool is we played four. The Mavericks played 14 games now. Uh-huh. Lucas played all 14. Mm-hmm. So. If you're telling me that I've gotten to watch Luca all 14 games so far this season, got to see Kyrie 11 times, I think. And, and if you would have told me at the start of the year that the Mavericks would get these guys this much to start the year, I would be ecstatic. And then guess what? They're 9-5, and five, which is awesome. So, you know, talking about schedule losses and this, that, and the other, a real schedule loss comes when you rest your star player because of the quants tell you it's important that these guys get rest. Like instead, what we, you know, and you and I have disagreements on this, but I'm really delighted to see the team playing basketball that they have. And I think that there's a lot of rest built into elements of the schedule. Like look at this week, the Mavericks are off Monday, Tuesday. They play Wednesday night in Los Angeles. Then they're off. I'm pretty sure Thursday, Friday, and don't play again until Saturday. That's a pretty good chunk of rest heading into the Bucks game. The Mavericks had two days off. So like the the whole notion that they're tired is something that, on the one hand, I sympathize with because those late night travel things can really screw with you on the other hand, everyone else deals with this too. that's all
2: the bucks didn't look super tired uh last night in the fourth quarter, and they were on the second night of a back to back so mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Every team goes through this parts, parts of the schedule too. Like, it's not like the Mavericks are unique. Like every single team has a stretch where it's like, oh, this sucks. Um And you just kind of have to do what you can. So yeah. I'm not trying to argue this wasn't a schedule loss or anything like that, or that they weren't tired, but it's just, yeah, again, it's just not, I don't know, it's not fun to talk about. I mean, about this is it's why not the, you it's pull, not the game.
1: this is why you pull through last night. So a night like, so you don't lose two in a row in painful fashion. You know, and, and yeah. instead the Mavericks went cold. It makes cold. blowing
2: that fourth quarter. It makes, yes, this game makes that fourth quarter hurt way more,
1: for sure. <sighs> yeah, I mean it's it's this teams capable of scoring 125 points a game. I, I like this. Is I just I, I firmly disagree with our our commentator Adrian Solomon says the offensive scheme or lack thereof is more responsible for Luca and Kyrie looking gassed. Like what? Like they they have scored 100. They've scored over 100 points. This is the this Wait, might be the they, lowest scoring game of the year for the Mavericks. They what, scored 113. What are they <laughs> supposed to be doing otherwise? Right, they're their uh, best two players. Like it's, this, I don't like it when they go ISO heavy sometimes. But they've been running also, so many different actions. Like I just, the shots Kyra, weren't falling.
2: Yeah, I know. And Luca and Kyrie, like like it or not, they're good at ISO. They're going to mm. do what they're good at. Like right, you know. Right. Um, what's funny is the the Kings actually. I think this probably goes into a little bit of the shooting. They were 14 of 28 on above the break threes, so 50%, which is really like, that's a lot. Yeah. And they were uh, three of 12 on the corners. So this could have been uh, a much uglier game uh, than it was if they hit their corner threes at a normal rate. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, they were dominant in the paint, 18 of 25, uh, 72% at the rim.
1: So you're telling me a lot of, most of the threes they hit were above the break?
2: yes 14 of 28 were above
1: the god so that yeah Though the darren fox yeah. ones were really brutal the malik monk ones there were mm-hmm. whew, i mean that that yeah. man is just such a beautiful shooter and it that's was, why
2: oh go ahead. i'm sorry i kind of cut you off no it's good yeah i was just saying like that's why i think i said something earlier in the night on twitter that was like you know the mavericks are kind of getting snake bidding from from hot shooting everyone was like what are you talking about hot shooting the defense stinks and i was like i get it but like you can give up open threes and the team can like the Kings could have had a bad shooting night and that wouldn't like they could have missed those, some of those looks that they were taking on those above the break threes. They weren't all just catch and shoot wide open. Like you said, monk hit a couple off the dribble. Fox hit a couple off the dribble as well. The problem is, is what opens you up to that is when you're giving up a layup line to the paint, then you open your, you're more susceptible. To I think a hot shooting night, kind of really drowning you because you've already given up so much by by giving up the rim, basically. So yeah, yeah, it just makes it more. It's it's like it's like they're defensively, it's like they're they're playing with one arm tied behind their back.
1: It feels yeah, like, and I I just I don't really see any any actual solutions. Maxie to needs perfectly.
2: to be Maxie needs to get back healthy, and he probably needs a time machine to 2020. Mm. Um, but like they really need him just for minutes. And I know he hasn't looked great this season, but but that's really, I mean, barring, you know, a trade, that's probably the best thing that they could do uh until you know Omax Prosper is ready. But I think it's pretty clear that the coaching staff doesn't think he's ready yet, which is fine. He's a rookie. Um I will say I love Mavs fans, but Rashawn Holmes is not going to turn what is right now the twenty-fifth worst defense in the NBA into something that's passable. So I understand the idea of wanting to try something different when it's not working. And I'm sure that they will try it eventually. Um, It's a long season. They've only played 14 games, but again, you, you talked about it before. Like if we're talking about the backup centers, saving the defense, then like (laughs) there's a lot of problems.
1: Right. So one guy T bone in the chat says maxi is washed and I don't disagree, but a washed maxi might be a better option at this point than some of the other things they have going. I, otherwise I really don't know it, it. The chat has repeatedly thrown out how you cannot play a mix of Kyrie, Luca, Tim Hardaway, Jr., Jaden Hardy. Like you can't have like three of those guys on the court at any one point. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> and I, that, that's the
2: roster though.
1: <laughs> that's the roster. So it's like, I, I don't disagree that you shouldn't do that if you want to be good on defense, but that's kind of the option. That's kind of what they have to do. Right.
2: I mean, they already start three, two non-shooters really in Jones and Lively, you know, they play, they mix in green a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah, Green played 26 minutes. Like, it's not like they're not playing the good defenders the most you know, a lot of minutes like Jones only played 19, but again, he was, he was not good tonight. So. Well, I'm really, I'm
1: really getting a kick out of this in the chat because every, and this is, it's just like, well, it's the roster, it's the roster and it's, Again, Josh and I don't disagree, but this was what the Mavericks get for having essentially the same roster from, you know, March of 2019 until the trade for Kyrie Irving. Like, you you know, they they didn't draft, like drafting didn't work out particularly well. Free agency signings weren't particularly good. It left the roster in a spot of sort of having to start over. And yeah. once again, we see that Luca and then Kyrie, of course, as well, elevate players that aren't as good as they could, you know, as they really are. You know, Grant Williams had such a hot start to the season. And there's not, you know, there's not, you know, I keep seeing notes, ah, oh, there's going to be trades that are coming. No, there won't. There won't. Who are they trading? What are they trading? They don't have anything to trade. It's okay. The, again, we're nine and five.
2: Yeah. I think that's the thing you have to come back to is that they're nine and five if they
1: um, if they finish the season five games over 500 that is what
2: that's uh
1: math. how many wins is that uh, bad math is that
2: like 40 46 wins somewhere around there 45
1: i don't even know what is it this is <laughs> it's this is how good we are uh no it's like uh it's like 43 and 43 i don't know <laughs> Whatever it is. This is how good Josh and I are at this.
2: I, I'm not even trying. I'm sorry. I can't do
1: math. <laughs> it's, the, the point is, if you're five yeah. games over 500 at the end of the year, that's four games. That, that's nine games up from where they would be last year, which is a pretty yeah. ridiculous game improvement. Right. Nine games is a lot in a regular in, in a win total jump. Double digit jumps do not happen like they just it's very rare. It's not right. to say that it couldn't happen, but. Not bad, yeah. It can't be five games over five hundred. You're right, Jared. It's a math. I was sitting there thinking that in my head, so it's, it's, it's fine. Um, um, um. And then, yeah, before we go, like, so they're.
2: Uh, I'm looking at cleaning the glass, and if, if you want to uh, end on a positive note, yeah, um, their net rating on cleaning the glass after and it's updated with this game is still plus three per hundred possessions, which is pretty good. Uh, all things considered. Offense is two, uh, defense is twenty fifth, and you see the twenty fifth, and you're like, oh boy. But let's remember last season. I'm going to pull up last season's numbers. The best offense in the NBA last season was the Kings, uh, and they had the twenty fifth best defense last season, and they won forty eight games, and they had a point a net rating of two point four per hundred possessions. So. The Mavericks can have a successful season with this doo-doo defense if their offense continues to be one of the best in the league, which, you know, there might be some signs that that there, you know, some things might cool down. Some of their shooting marks might go down. But I I really do believe that this offense is that good. They were that good last year. Um, They just got bit by, you know, some historically bad paint defense and, and some bad clutch games. But I think the formula for this team until there's more roster changes is I think they're going to beat up on the bad teams and they're probably going to lose most of their games against the good teams. But if you do that, you're going to make the playoffs. I think that's true. There's
1: more bad teams than good teams. And the real problem the Mavericks had the last several years is they couldn't beat the bad teams because Luca wouldn't show up. He would only show up for the good teams. Yeah. That's a great comment. Maths in this chat is worrying. Thank you. 17. That's a, that's a really (laughs) funny comment. Um, Ray uh, Regarian. Regarian says, why is Kirk saying we have nothing to cha- trade that is objectively untrue? Well, think about it like this. I'm hearing in the chat that all these different players on our team suck. But then you're saying that we need to trade those players.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the Josh Green um, trade stock has taken a bit of a hit, I think, yes. so far this year. They do have a first-rounder I think they can trade. I don't want them to use um, that,
1: though. To yeah. me, that's their, like, pull... Like that's their break glass in case of emergency trade. And I'm not there yet mentally.
2: Unless something presents itself, but sure, yeah, we'll
1: see. The West, somebody said earlier that the West is, is a, um, is a gauntlet. I kind of feel like it's a slap fight where you, (laughs) I'm just outside of Denver, even this Kings team where it's, you know, Sabonis got played out of the playoffs last year, guys. So it's like, I just, I don't. You get the right matchup. Like, Luka's the single, Luka's the player in the West outside of Jokic that no team wants to play for seven seven games. So get me to the playoffs, and then we can talk. And yeah. I, I just, I really feel like this is this is a a. I what did we say yesterday? I think we said this yesterday, that we are confident that this is a playoff team. And yeah. I, I I think I firmly said not a, a play-in team, a playoff team. So top six. Top six. I still believe I- that.
2: Yeah, I think I yeah. These last two games haven't really changed that. I think yeah. the only thing, there might be some disappointment from people that thought that they were going to be like a top three seed or a top two seed with how they started out the gate. And I think me and you were never there. We always were like they're probably like their ceiling is maybe the fourth seed and and they might end around five or six. But and they're still on that pace even after these games. So. You know, we'll see. There's still, I mean, it's still 14 games. Like we haven't even hit the 20 game mark, so there's there's a lot left to learn about this team. I think.
1: Well, we'll see what these guys do. You know, I'm I'm interested. The problem, and a lot of us get really frustrated with Jason Kidd. I get frustrated with Jason Kidd in game. I don't really (laughs) get frustrated with Jason Kidd out of game because there's not a lot of practice. There's not a lot of time to install stuff. It's oftentimes on NBA players themselves. To you know, go back and look at film and figure out where things are going wrong. And, you know, maybe the Mavericks will do that this week. Maybe they'll figure something out. Maybe they'll find some sense of connectivity. I mean, the the argument for finding that sense of connectivity in defense can be found in the 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 what was it, the spring of twenty two, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden they found a seven and a half man rotation and just rode it to the Western Conference Finals. You know, they had like the eighth best defense for about six weeks, and that was enough to pull them. Um, and maybe that'll be what these Mavericks do. You know, yeah, that might be it. That's it's. You don't have to be dominant always. Offense is so much more important with the way the rules are set. This yep. game, yep, it's fine.
2: That's why they're. Not, yeah, I mean, they've. Got, this is, that's why they're nine and five with the doo doo defense because their offense offense just matters so much more. Um,
1: So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Top five comment from Adrian in the chat. Galaxy Brain, if there's no system to install, the lack of practice time doesn't matter. I mean, I think they have a system. It's just entirely based upon help and recover. And, you know, you see it by the time a third rotation happens, or uh, meaning defensive rotation happens, like Josh Green's running from 15 feet away. He gets there and he gets burned off the dribble. And at that point, it's not his fault. Because if he closes out slower, he's giving up a three-point shot. If he closes, you know, it's like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's that first instance of dribble penetration, which the Mavericks get screwed on over and over and over again because they just can't do it.
2: Yeah, and (sighs) they're still, you know, they're okay at giving up. They're giving up way too many. I think they're giving up too many shots at the rim, but they're still 11th in rim rate um, for opposing rim rate. They give up a lot of threes, but they don't give up a ton of corn. They're, they're giving up like they I think the shots that they're giving up are I don't know. It's not as bad as 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 some of the score looks. So like that maybe leads to like their identity or scheme wise. Again, the problem is is that doesn't matter if you can't if you just can't go stop someone one-on-one mm-hmm. from, from going to the
1: going to the right. Anyway, and I'm kind of all over the place tonight. It's not like I'm exactly a Jason Kidd defender, but I, I have a hard time laying this at him at this point because there are instances like last year and the year prior where there, like, where coaching would matter in a key decision point, and he just wouldn't do anything. And now it's just like the past two losses. You know, I wish he would have called a timeout a little bit earlier last night, but he was trying to give Kyrie a blow. That's a mistake, but it's a, a understandable one. Tonight they just got beat and they couldn't find solutions. So what do you do? You you go back to the drawing board and you try again.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. I wasn't going to hold the live show, but it's just 10 o'clock. So I think I'm going to do another one of those. So if those of you who are okay. new, you want to uh, back out of this when we close up here and YouTube and go over to the uh, Mavs therapy. We can talk for, you know, half an hour and then we'll, uh, we'll close out and enjoy, uh, rejoin on the night before Thanksgiving, Wednesday night. So you got anything else before we go? No, I think that's it. All right, guys. Kirk Henderson, Josh Bow. thanks so much for hanging out with us here at Pod Maverick After Dark. I appreciate everyone's support, and we will talk to you guys soon. Go Mavs.
2: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League Podcast